Hello, Rachel. Hi, Brian. So how was your week? Well, so I've tried all these different ways to care for myself. I've done yoga, I've done meditation, and then this week... In the grand tradition of Bran Stark, I decided to try my hand at warging. How did it work out for you? <laughs> it was, did not work out. I can't out. imagine it so, was good. you know, when you warg, you try to perceive the world through the senses of an animal. Like a raven. At, like a raven or a, like a wolf <laughs> or something. But I felt like I was only able to warg through like a worm. Oh. Like I was like, Do you feel like that was your final destination or like you were on your way to a raven or a wolf, but you sort of got maybe suspended I, in right. wormdom? Maybe I need to. <laughs> keep going maybe it's Just like practice. you graduate <laughs> Through the animal kingdom. So what was it like being a worm You're warg? just kind of rolling around <laughs> in the dirt. It's sort of like being like in New York City. Like right. A, well, okay. The only <laughs> antidote for that is talking about it. Laughing, crying. Laughing, crying. That's what we do here. Rolling around in this the dirt. This is This Week in Nope. The podcast where we shut it down. No, my sign is no, my number is no. Mm. You need to let it go. Mm. You need to let it go. Mm. Need to let it go. Mm. Okay, Rachel, um, you know, we have been talking less about politics recently. Yes. I think it just got so terrible that it was self-evident what a nope all of this was. Yes, we buried our heads in the dirt. Just like a worm warg. <laughs> <laughs> We had no choice but to worm work. However, <laughs> this week we have no choice but to return to dip our toes once again into the world of Donald Trump. It's it's just in our face. We can't ignore we it. We can't ignore it. I mean, the elephant in the room, honestly, I was going to talk about the Game of Thrones finale. But then today, Donald Trump, I guess he must have like woken up with a dirty diaper because he... <laughs> Through a tantrum like I've never seen okay, before. No, this is the so, high bar because he always throws tantrums. He always throws tantrums. But so I was working from home this morning, and I, I use that term very loosely. Um, Wait, which part? Working or working. home? <laughs> I noticed on Twitter that um, Trump announced he was going to give this unplanned speech on the White House lawn, and reporters were all in a tiz because this is supposed to be the day that Trump meets Pelosi and Schumer to talk about this $2 trillion infrastructure Deal. Which we've has been teased for us like Forever, two dozen times since the I mean the campaign since the beginning of time yeah so like let's for a moment assume that Trump is actually like a builder a real estate person as opposed to like a money launder masquerading as like a game show host I'm having trouble even conjuring <laughs> okay. up that fiction but, so let's, but okay let's just say he's a builder so <laughs> okay. infrastructure would be the thing that really gets him jazzed passionate about it yeah like it's his wheelhouse bridges tunnels tunnels roads it's amazing trains, it's, <laughs> municipal no. buildings public libraries <laughs> public school everything they're blossoming across the land right <laughs> right um he cannot every time there's an infrastructure week or an infrastructure meeting it like triggers get, him and, and he gets distracted he, by like the next shiny object he, like oh let's build infrastructure iran he loses his damn yes, mind he loses his mind yes so um i suspect he was he's not really <laughs> negotiating in good faith here I, I don't know i'm just gonna say that so um so he says he's having this like meeting and i'm thinking to myself like oh shit, this is not ever going to be good. He's either going to announce that he's pardoning war criminals or going to war with Iran or some other terrible thing. And, you know, Sarah Sanders hasn't held a press conference in like 73 days, which is a record. So people were really hungry to hear from him, no matter what stupid thing he was going to say. And I turned to I turned on CNN and like 
what I saw was a meltdown rivaled only by Chernobyl. Really? It was like, <laughs> this is a man unhinged. He was like full 1986 Ukraine. Like Pripyat. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> yes. Sniffing and sweating and red and relitigating so the election. this was more than the usual Trump meltdown. More than the usual. It was like, I mean, I think Chuck Schumer was like, I've never <laughs> seen anything like that before. Wait, that was were, crazy. Were they standing with him on the, in the no, Rose Garden? No, no. Okay, they they saw it, though. for cover yes. somewhere. They were hiding, <laughs> they were hiding in, in, a, the bushes. in a fallout <laughs> shelter. <laughs> so, so, like, the administration, they were like, oh, this was totally unplanned, impromptu. Trump was just mad because uh, Pelosi said this morning that Trump is staging an epic cover-up, which is obvious to anybody with Clearly eyes. That he is. So did he go out and rant and melt down about infrastructure or about something else? So, no, it was, <laughs> he said nothing about infrastructure except that he was not going to do anything with infrastructure. Okay. So, okay, so there were signs and there were handouts, which sort of kind of gives the lie to the whole idea that it was impromptu. Yes. Like, you don't just, like, go to the printing press five minutes after getting mad and have, like, these, like, Mueller investigation by the numbers. Oh, that's what it was. It was like 35 million spent, 2,800 subpoenas, 18 angry Democrats, no collusion, no obstruction. So, so they, he just happened to have these flyers in his back pocket. He just, yeah, they were just waiting <laughs> to be distributed. So he takes the microphone and he starts by insulting Pelosi. He moves on to impugning the integrity of Mueller and his team. And then he describes his son, Donald Trump Jr., as a good young man who has gone through hell. Okay, first of all, he's not a young man anymore. He's like 40. Yes. So don't call him a good young man. No. He's, he's responsible for his actions. And he, too, is a criminal. He's, yes. <laughs> and he's gone through hell. What about us? What about me? I'm going through hell. We're all going through hell. Don Jr. has it good. Totally. Every day that he is not incarcerated, he should be thanking he should be God for it. He should the be ground. kissing the ground because he deserves to be in for life. In, oh, yeah. So... So Trump ends by saying that he was going to negotiate on infrastructure with Chuck and Nancy, but he decided he's not doing anything at all. He's on strike. Like period. Oh, the president's he, on strike. The president is on strike until the Democrats stop investigating him. So, okay, if we needed one more instance of <laughs> obstruction of justice, this is it. Like, stop investigating me. So or stop I'm not, running the government. Stop running, <laughs> I will stop running the government if you don't stop investigating me. Okay. This is, no. it is time. No, no. So what I did after that, I called my representative, Carolyn Maloney. I called Nancy Pelosi. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> you have one job. You have one job. Like, just launch an impeachment inquiry today. It's already too late, but right. just do it. Like, go back to the office after this meeting and just, like, start filing the paperwork. No hemming and hawing. No. This is not, we do not operate. Like, Nancy Pelosi's like, there's still other things left to do. We have to operate by procedure. No, this is not normal procedure. No, the procedure is file the paperwork. Yes. Now. <laughs> now. Immediately. So, so that's. Do you want the honor of saying it? <laughs> so, no. Shut it Shut down. It down. Okay. Shut down. This whole administration down. Do it. Except that you have had some interesting, I, I picked up on this during the week, you had some interesting um, nuanced takes on Trump world this yeah, week. Yeah, so our, our good friend Brooke Hammerling came over this week and we were having some wine and we realized that we both agreed with Trump not once but twice. Twice! In one week. And it was surely a sign of the apocalypse. <laughs> like the four horsemen. Two of the four horsemen had I mean, already arrived. It's like, 
it only took two more. <laughs> we, like, we're going down. So first this week, Trump made this blanket statement, not referring to anything specifically, but saying that these abortion bans have gone too far. And of course, Trump still wants more restrictions on abortion than me or you or, or Brooke, um, despite the fact that he's probably paid for more abortions <laughs> than anybody in the country. But we were like, OK, well, we can agree that this has gone right. too if, far. So if it's at 100 percent, he wants 99 percent of the restrictions. So fu- but like, at least it's a step <laughs> in the right direction. Right. And then he makes this comment about Mayor Bill de Blasio of New York City. Who is now incredibly running for president. <laughs> for president. I mean. <laughs> He's the least popular mayor in America. We all hate him. He's a terrible mayor. He is lazy. There's no reason to believe he would be even a passable president. No. And I just saw this thing in the New York Post right now. He has an 8% favorable rating. <laughs> 8%. 8%. 8%. And so, like, did he look at these numbers and say, I'm Well, I'm they said that he's hedging. The they said he only hired five people, not because he could only hire five, because he could only afford five people, which I'm sure he can, but because it would be easy to fire him, fire them when he quits. Okay. So this is all so, just about showboating. and I don't know what it is. He's a nightmare. Um, yeah. I mean, this is a man who... Couldn't get Amazon to come to the city. He couldn't. Who, he couldn't get Amazon. Who wanted to come to the city? To he, he drove them away. He drove them away. He can't even announce a snow day. He's announcing snow days when it's not even snowing. He takes like two. He exceeds Donald Trump in his like executive time. He oh, spends yeah. like three hours a day in the Park in Slope Y, right, he, and then taking taxpayer SUVs to and from. The city, which he used his taxpayer-funded SUV to make his campaign like video. This is terrible. See, the thing is, this makes us look bad. It makes us look like hypocrites. We're sitting here trying to call out rightfully all of the the corruption and grifting in the Trump administration. And who are we putting forward to run? Like this guy, I'm not saying he's a danger to democracy the way Trump is, but this guy is hardly right, someone we should be holding up. Don't make me agree with Trump. Don't make me see a tweet that says Bill de Blasio of NYC considered the worst mayor in the U.S. I'm like, yes. yes <laughs> we'll supposedly right. be making an announcement for president today. He is a joke, all caps. Okay, I agree with that. Um, but, <laughs> but if you like high taxes and crime, he's your man. NYC hates him. I agree yeah, with all of every okay. every clause in that statement. Okay. I agree with. So it would be absolutely anathema to us to actually give that man <laughs> a yell. So instead, let's give nopes to the things that he happens to give nopes to. Let's give a nope to the Alabama abortion law. Let's give a big nope to our own mayor, Bill de Blasio. Yes, stop making me agree with this monster. Drop out of the race before it gets too embarrassing. Focus on the seven train. There's debris flying off Queens The L Boulevard. train is running every 35 minutes. Like, just do that. No, just, just do, that. do that. Just run the fucking city. It's a big enough job. Ed Cod- what people say, it's the hardest job in, in the country. So in the world. It is. Yes. So don't, don't take your it eye off your the ball. It needs your full attention. You need your full attention. Shut it down. No, no. 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 Okay. Um, I'm going to stick with sort of politics here because, again, we've take, kind of taken our eye off the ball and all these these constitutional showdowns about the subpoenas. They're coming home to roost. <laughs> the chickens, the, the, the Trump chickens are back to roost. It is easy to forget the the swamp, the circus of grifters that he has surrounded himself with. It right is. At the beginning, we were talking about Betsy DeVos and how crooked and Ben Carson and I forget the name, Ryan Zinke. Ryan remember Zinke. all these people? Yes. Okay, well, there's a new round of things here. Do you remember the name Chris Kobach? Of course, the former governor of Kansas. Uh, 
No. Or he was running for governor And of he Kansas. lost to a Democrat in Kansas that <laughs> right. has never elected a Democrat ever. And he was part of that commission yes. to investigate well, I'll, I'll election you, fraud. I'll give you his resume. First of all, it's Chris Kobach, Chris with a K. So it's like Chris Cross. Mm-hmm. Dangerously close to Chris Cross. So here is his resume. Um, in Kansas, he ran for, ran for a House seat and lost. He ran for governor and lost to a Democrat. He was an advisor to Sheriff Joe Arpaio. He finally made it to become the Kansas Secretary of State. And then he was, yes, he was selected to run this inane Presidential Advisory Commission on Election Integrity, which basically Trump trumped up to try to convince the world that there had been fraud. Dead people voting. Dead people voting favoring Hillary. But they couldn't find any evidence. They couldn't, and it was disbanded. Like, I don't even think they officially disbanded it because it never really officially existed. (laughs) Right. Right. So now there's word getting out that that Trump wants to hire or appoint an immigration czar. That would be sort of the centralized focus of his face, of of his immigration, his progressive immigration policy. That's right. And um, somehow Chris Kobach decided that he was the front runner for this position, even though he is not. It is likely <laughs> to be like the former attorney general of Virginia or something. So he preemptively issued a list of demands that he said he would only consider becoming the immigration czar if these 10 demands were met. Okay. And this, these <laughs> this 10 demands. This is the definition of chutzpah. And they were right? leaked, these they 10 were leaked. demands. They were leaked, that's right. I wonder who leaked them. Chris Stephen Kobach. Miller. <laughs> Stephen, I was like Chris Kobach. I think I Stephen don't know Miller why. must have. Okay, leaked. here here are some of them. Some of them are you know normally like grabby. Some of them are preposterous. So he wants an office in the West Wing with walk-in privileges to the president, and he wants to make sure he has the highest pay grade in the White House. I thought you were going to say with a walk-in closet, <laughs> like Lisa Vanderpump. <laughs> and a private bathroom. Okay, go on. <laughs> um, he wants um, a, a one-on-ones with the president and the secretaries of Homeland Security, Defense, Justice, Agriculture, Interior, and Commerce, all of whom will be instructed to defer to him on all matters related to immigration. Hey, calm down, Aunt Becky. <laughs> <laughs> he basically wants to be the like no. co-president of immigration. Yeah. He wants 24-7 access to a private jet. To what end? Like, where is he going to be going? <laughs> he says he wants to go to the border once Every a week. Day. Yeah. Once a week. And conveniently, between Washington and the border is Kansas, okay. where he wants to be subsidized to go visit his family every weekend. All so right. private jet to the border to Kansas. Um he, I don't know what this word means. He says he wants to be the, quote, face of immigration policy. I don't know how that is an enforceable title, but that's what he wants. He wants to be like the spokesman, like yes. the model. The Sarah Sanders, <laughs> right. And then the coup, coup de grace here is that by November 1st, 2019, he wants to be nominated as uh, Homeland Security Secretary. You don't which get... Is, the... Wait, wait. Which is six months from now. What? So you are issuing all these demands to have this non-existent <laughs> job, job for five months, after which you want someone else's job, who you just designated is going to report to you in your old job. <laughs> this is psychotic. <laughs> Totally psychotic. psychotic. Yeah, I didn't this even is think a, about that. This is that. a definition of the Peter Prince. This man is failing upwards. He has not succeeded in anything he has done in his life. He wants this immigration czar role, and then he's only using it so he can get to another job on top of it after five months. Well, this is exactly what Trump meant when he said, make America great again. It's for people who embody <laughs> the Peter Principle. It's you so know that- what he is? He reminds me of like a millennial or Gen Z-like worker where it's like your first job out, and
and like you failed or you failed at everything you've ever done and then you want a promotion after five well, it's months. it's like the stereotype of the entitled millennial that doesn't necessarily graft onto anybody <laughs> I've really seen, but it's really about well, Chris it Kobach. Grift, it grifts onto someone. It grifts yeah. onto Chris Kobach. No, I hope you, you know, it's like, I hope you do get this appointment and <laughs> fail miserably and don't get your appointment as Homeland Why Secretary. Why does he insist that people call him czar? Like, people, everyone wants to be a czar. A czar. It's like Russia. It's like czarist That's Russia. the highest That's honor the Trump highest, can bestow yes. on someone. No, Chris no, Kobach, Chris, shut it down. Shut up. But speaking Chris of entitlement, Kobach. I have another another mm-hmm. entitlement story. Okay. Our Treasury sec- Secretary, Steve Mnuchin. Yes. Um, he has a father. Okay. <laughs> His father's name is Robert. Um, and he is an art dealer. He had been like a lifelong like investment banking attorney. Now he is retired to a life of being an art dealer. Okay, yeah, because I thought he was like a Goldman Sachs person. I think he might yes. also have okay. been, but now this is his second career, his third act. Okay. Um, so he, in auction, bought a steel rabbit <laughs> by Jeff Koons for $91 million for an unnamed client. And this was sold from the estate of Cy Newhouse. Right. And it was the highest price ever paid for, for a, a work rabbit. of contemporary art. <laughs> for, for a rabbit, rabbit certainly. For, a rabbit. <laughs> for any right. work of contemporary art. Um, and he was standing there in the auction taking bids from an anonymous, unknown client on a flip phone. A flip phone? Yes. It's very uh, charming. Yeah. Now, he was not the only important person there. Uh also bidding was Peter Brandt, who served almost three months for tax evasion. He was sitting at the front of the gallery. And then Larry Gagosian, who's the veteran art dealer, but he has settled two government lawsuits related to taxes. Um, so basically, this is a room full of grifters. A literal rogues gallery. It, it, like- is, a, it is a the pantheon <laughs> of shame. <laughs> Well, they uh, acted according to how you think they would. Bidding started at $40 million for this rabbit, and within 90 seconds, it went up to $60 million, and the final price was $80 million. It went to Mnuchin's client, and Mnuchin made over $9 million on for commission in just five standing seconds. there with a flip phone. Wow. Dude, use the proceeds and invest in a fucking iPhone. Really? You can afford it. You can buy several of right. them. Right. They even have big icons now, so you can see them. He's like 85. <laughs> years old yeah now it turns out that the client his client was stephen cohen there's like five people in the world and they're all selling each other shit they're all selling each other rabbits <laughs> steel rabbits so steve cohen for those of you who don't know is a billionaire hedge fund manager who recently paid a 1.8 billion with a b billion dollar fine to the sec for securities fraud right? yes exactly so these are all fraudsters all engaged in or convicted of or settled with the irs for all kinds of tax nonsense. It's a snake eating its own tail. It's a turducken. They're just selling each other rabbits. <laughs> ja- jack jack oh rabbits. God, jack holes. Make it stop. No, and- it's terrible. The, and these people, that, especially Steve Mnuchin's father, oh, this is talk about crocodile tears. Then they interviewed the father, Robert Mnuchin, about how uh, how does he feel about his son uh, working for Trump? And he cried. Oh my he God. He cried and he said he had so much hard, such a hard time reconciling being a man of the people and supporting his oh, son. Oh, well, you know what he could do? <laughs> Maybe take that $9 million, million dollars. and invest it in the ACLU. Yeah, or you know, walk down to the or, border in your private plane and start, and start, unlocking, screaming. Some, <laughs> start unlocking some cages that were holding babies Bring in. your fucking bunny <laughs> to the border <laughs> and start screaming. <laughs> 
That's what you get. That I'd like to see an 85 year old art dealer standing on the border with a Jeff large Coons reflective bunny. steel bunny shouting at the top of his lungs. No, no, this whole situation <laughs> no. is just the worst. Shut, the it, down. Worst. Shut no. it down. Okay, Rachel, what do you got? Um, I, I have a commercial real estate story. Oh. Uh, it's a nope exclusive investigation. <laughs> Wait, we've done residential real estate. Yes, but now we have a, a commercial <laughs> real estate story that is unfolding in our very city. So a friend of mine sent me a link to a story in The Real Deal, which is, you know, a real estate trade publication. And I was so confused. I had to look into this further. So there's this retail building in Hell's Kitchen, 771 Ninth Avenue. It's four stories, 13,500 square feet. Really big space. Sounds delightful. Yeah. It's lovely. (laughs) I want to move in. It used to be occupied by a Janovic paint store. (laughs) Okay. And it was was recently leased to a new tenant. And the tenant is called Particle Inc. And it is an experimental theater production that will take audiences on an interactive adventure through a graphic novel. Okay, Okay, so the asking rent (laughs) is $1.2 million a year. (laughs) So I don't know about like experiential theater. What's the revenue model there? Can Hamilton afford that? Like, I mean, even. Sleep No More? Can Sleep No More afford that? No, but they have like the little bit of the McKittrick Hotel. Hotel. So. So wait, this is like a full-on retail, like flagship opportunity for Uniqlo yes. or Janovic Paints, and it's going to be wait, it's a graphic novel. It's like a walkthrough of a graphic novel. It's a novel. walkthrough. It's, like it's a an interactive house. adventure through a graphic novel. So, okay, so I mean, there's a lot of vacant space in the city, and maybe these producers got a bit of a discount. <laughs> maybe they How have much of it, dis- it was originally listed at 1.3. They got it for 1.2. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe Shen Yun is funding it. <laughs> That's it? No, they it didn't say it. what the experimental theater was. Maybe it's Shen Yun. Maybe, but no. So <laughs> I, I dug deeper and there's a job listings page, dance.nyc, where they were advertising auditions for this production. Oh my God. And um, I got a little bit more flavor for what it's going to be like and what they're looking for so here are some of the jobs that they're looking to fill one they're looking for a male to play the bathroom monster (laughs) (laughs) and the description is contortionist super flexible b-boy break dancer to play a demon monster character this character is part of the demon army who hunts the hero the character should be intimidating and horrifying wait I have so many questions. Is he in the bathroom? <laughs> I don't know. He's a bathroom monster. Does he embody a bathroom? He's. I don't know. And I don't understand why the bathroom monster has to be a male. No. Actually. Yeah. Was it referred? Was it gendered? It said yeah, it was gendered. Bathroom monster, parentheses, male. can you say male. D-boy? Isn't that a little, like, racist? I, I don't know. I'm not sure I know what it means. I but don't know it, what it means. Right. But, um, no, I think it's like, you know, like an 80s style oh, breakdancer. Like a, okay. like a B-boy. Um, a, then there's the demon, which is also supposed to be Not male. Not the bathroom demon, the Not, regular demon. This is the the um, the person who the bathroom monster haunts. <laughs> the bathroom monster <laughs> and the demon. Okay. Wait, so it's a monster haunting a demon? Yes. Okay. okay. In a bathroom. No, no, no. It's part of the demon. The bathroom monster is part of the demon army who haunts the hero. Sorry. So the demon is a crumper. An a extru- crumper? Oh, okay. Like the <laughs> like crumping the like from 15 years ago. Yes, an extremely powerful performer with an imposing president 
with an imposing presence, ideally a performer who has dynamic tricks and can perform effortless flips and street style acrobatics. <laughs> Okay, then they're asking a lot for these roles. They need like triple threats, quadruple threats. There's more though. (laughs) Lilith is a female. Who is? Lilith. Oh, original, yes, yes. Um, a pole artist with some classical lyrical dance background. Although a pole act, it will not be erotic, but instead a dance of her loneliness. Oh my god. Okay. Oh my god. I guess if you're a theater person, you have to try out things. You see shit like this all the time. Yeah. Like these people do not exist. Like, if there's five criteria there, you hope to get three out of the five. Right, and you right? show up right. and you do your best. Okay, I can dance, I'm intimidating, but I'm not a B-boy. <laughs> can I still apply? Can I still apply? <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, then there's assistant to tree pan. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are they casting for tree pan they're, also they're or just the assistant? <laughs> they're casting for tree pan. I skipped that one. But so they're looking for a little person. Uh, with acrobatic and or juggling <laughs> skills, understanding of physical comedy is a plus. How do you wait? How, how do you demonstrate an understanding of physical comedy? You have to demonstrate. I appreciate it. Three's Company when Jack Tripper trips over the no, sofa. No, you have to demonstrate Uh-oh. it when you show up. So this character lives in a tree and does everything <laughs> in their power to make the tree pan happy. Okay, the actor doesn't have to live in okay. a tree. Okay, so there's several of these jobs all listed yes. and. Who needs Amazon when the city has Particle Inc.? That's right. These are so. They're going to single-handedly employ the entire creative class. The entire city. The tree pans, the bathroom monsters, <laughs> the, the assistants to tree pans, <laughs> the b-boy power mover, the, the inter- assistants to the b-boy power mover, the interstellar storyteller. This so, is ridiculous. This is like that witch's coven that's going to be in that was in the WeWork around Halloween. Remember that? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yes, the, it wasn't WeWork, but it was one of those specialty spaces. Specialty spaces. The assemblage. Yeah. I think. <laughs> right. Well, they had a witch's coven. Now we have. Now we have an interactive, immersive theater experience in a Janovic <laughs> store, <laughs> but it's being renovated, so they they are not even opening for several months because they have to obviously. Well, retool. They probably have to cover the rent while it's still being set up. Probably. This is a, this is a, if anyone wants to invest in this, <laughs> please give your money to us instead. We're expect, we're accepting investments for better microphones, better sound equipment. A producer. <laughs> anything. 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 Yes, so any, t- call us. Okay. Call us. No to this. Well, I forget what it's called already. Particle no. Ink. No. Particle accelerator. We don't need one in a Janovic paint in Elf's Kitchen. No. Okay. Rachel, it has also been a long time since we talked about our Favorite, favorite corporate disruptor mogul, Elon Musk. Oh, yes. The patron saint of nope. The patron saint of assholes. Oh, yes. <laughs> an idiot. It's an insaniac. So um, if you follow Tesla at all, you'll realize that their stock and the company has been troubled lately. It did not help uh, when there was a, another fatality that was very similar to one previously a couple of years ago. Mm, that's Autopilot activated during a crash. Uh and like the car drove for 10 seconds and it drove under a truck. Oh my God. And the top was sheared off and then it kept driving until it hit a median and the driver was killed. It was absolutely terrible. Oh my God. You would think that this would be the main cause of Tesla's problems, but no, it is not. The main problem is a few days after that, Elon Musk sent a memo to all employees, not like his senior management team, all employees. And he said that we are going to run out of money in 10 months. Which is something you don't do to employees, right? No, you it's send your them job into a panic, to... right? There is no the, the concept of like 
talent retention is non-existent after no that. No good can come of it. No, no you no. just keep playing it's, like you're it, the band on the Titanic. You smile right. and you keep going. That's okay, the this job. is out of money in 10 minutes, despite the fact that they just raised $2.7 billion in the sale of stock in convertible notes. Isn't that illegal to raise that much money <laughs> when you know it. you're running out of money in 10 months? Like, did he disclose that no, to investors? No, I think investors? they raised it and then they blew it and now they're, they're 10 months away. They have oh, 10, okay. minutes, 10 okay. months of, uh, of runway left. Okay. So here's what the memo said. Okay, so let's say for some reason you had to get this off your chest. It was cathartic. You had to tell everybody. Here's the memo. It said, going forward, all expenses of any kind anywhere in the world, including parts, salary, travel expenses, rent, literally every payment that leaves our bank account must be reviewed. By him? <laughs> I assume so. It's coming from <laughs> so him. So like some but like, like... they're going to somehow save this company by like not buying pencils? That's number one. Number two, the parts for the Teslas? I don't want them having to like approve a part. Like, I don't know if we really need that brake pad. Like, maybe we could go with three instead of four. Or some, like, middle manager, like, traveling to, like, Florida for a convention doesn't nope, take an nope, earlier it's flight. it's completely out. It's going to burn through their money. Oh, right? my God. And, of course, that caused the stock to go down another 7.5%. Uh, He's just really that great at that. <laughs> He's a master at making the stock go down. But who sends that? I mean, like, he has no sense of what he, nor does he care what he says, how it's perceived by any other human being. I think that's called a, a narcissistic borderline personality well, disorder. I'm not a doctor. I also think he but. doesn't believe that there are any true consequences to any actions because he believes we're living in a simulation, so nothing oh, is real. Oh, that's true. That's true. And also he's such a visionary that it doesn't matter. He's not bound by the laws of physics or ration or scientific Exactly. So I think that should be like a prerequisite for like not being an executive of a company if you believe those things. Yes. I completely agree. You need to be tethered, if not you to the to blockchain. You need to be tethered to reality. You need to be tethered in some way to reality. So listen, Elon Musk, here's my thing. Tesla, why is this even a company? We are an innovative nation. If Tesla did, we would say, like, oh, Tesla is such a pathfinder and they're creating new things. No. If Tesla went out of business tomorrow, there would be another Tesla. There no, will be Tesla 2.0. I mean, 2. Mercedes 0. is coming Everybody's with the coming electric out with cars. Their electric, I think he moved the ball AV. forward. Good job. Good job. Go off into space now in your rockets. <laughs> yes. We don't need you on Earth. Go into space. Go reconcile with Grimes. Yes. She needs you. She needs you. Okay. Make some music yeah. about Harambe. <laughs> Make an album. With locks of hair. <laughs> Shut it down, Elon. Once again, you earn our no. 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 Rachel, anything else going on in the world of CEOs? Yes. So we've talked a lot about Theranos and Elizabeth Holmes. Yes, and, we have. And now we have Ubiome. Ubiome. Which is another um, biotech startup okay. in San Francisco. As the name would indicate. And this one is like a poop testing startup. Like oh, the microbiome. It's, it's totally different from Theranos. That right. was blood testing. This and is poop, poop testing. testing. Right. So the company raised $105 million and has a valuation of $600 million dollars. This is like a pretty That's a big hot yep. startup. And um, last month, the FBI raided its office as part of an investigation into how the company is billing customers. Okay. Are people using this poop test? They were, except they the poop test 
promise that insurance would cover it, but then insurance stopped covering it. Oh, so it. the people who bought it were stuck with the bills. They bill. were stuck with these bills. And so, how much does a poop test cost? Thousands of dollars, <laughs> evidently. So it's a lot. And, and a lot of effort to collect the poop. A lot of effort. It's a lot of like, it's a lot just, of mess, right? It's if you've just had gross. A yeah. Diaper, if you've changed a diaper, you know. Yes. Okay. So as part of the FBI investigation, the two co-founders right afterwards they were put on administrative leave, and okay. their names are Jessica Richmond and Zachary Apte. And then just recently, the Wall Street Journal discovered that the company was using stock photos for patient testimonials on its website, which is never a good sign, That's and it's also sign. illegal. Yes. Was there stock photos of poop as well? No, it was just people talking about how much they learned from their poop. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I guess it's like 23andMe, but poop. But for poop. Okay, yes. <laughs> so um, now, this week, Business Insider had a new revelation. So Jessica Richman was lying about her age. Okay, well, a lot of people A lot of people do, age. but she... In, she was included <laughs> in all of these lists. Okay, so there was a list in 2014 called the 30 Most Important Women Under 30 in Tech. And this list was I published hate by I hate Business Insider. And Jessica was included. And at the time, she was 40. <laughs> okay. I so, didn't say this. I 31, no, 32. No, she was 40. 30. So, I mean, in some ways, I'm kind of like, she's a straight up queen. You know? yes, like this. No. But you know what? I, this is a, maybe a sidetrack here. But I hate those lists that are age delineated, right? Because like... I don't know. It shouldn't be about achieving. It's not a race. It's, it's not, not about achieving race. something. You should be judged on your own merits no matter what your age. In some ways, I'm more impressed by someone who like started at 60, a company, and achieved something by 63. Totally. Right. And if you achieve something great, no one in 100 years can, is going to look back and be like, they did it at the age of 20. Well, like they might like Mozart. It's <laughs> 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 not true. But <laughs> okay, fine. I, I think that's one of many metrics by which you can gauge someone's success. And the only worse thing than that I've seen this so many times is people when they get like the Forbes 30 under 30 they put in their email signature oh yeah as if it's like your validation it's, it's like so your thirsty calling it's card. so thirsty okay go okay, on okay so sorry, yes. anyway so so that was in 2014 then in 2018 there was another list of course also put out by Business Insider 30 healthcare leaders under 40, <laughs> which is a subset using of... technology to shape the future of medicine That's and very she niche. was included and she's 45 very she niche. was 45 at the time. So now Business Insider has this scoop that Jessica Richmond, who they put on two of their lists, <laughs> is actually 45 Okay, or so this is the most meta story ever. They're breaking a story that someone they named in two other stories <laughs> duped them. Yes. To which I say, why didn't you look at her records before including her this or anybody easy on these lists? information to ascertain. Yes. Yes. And, you know, Driver's Brian, license. We should run for the best teen podcasters <laughs> list. Tweens. 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 We should be the best YouTubers <laughs> under 10. <laughs> best Why makeup not? influencers under five years old. Jessica Richmond has me believing that anything's possible. We're genre busting. We are. We're age bracket busting. We, we are ageless and timeless. So I just feel like, <laughs> yet again, Silicon Valley, stay in your lane. You are not qualified to invest in biotechnology. You don't know what you're doing. And no. Jessica Richmond... Leave that to... San Diego. That's what they do <laughs> That's really what well they there. do well, or New York. <laughs> Jessica Richmond, I blame you for your fraudulent technology and your 
promotional methods or questionable methods. And it's not like methods. they got it wrong. When you saw your, first of all, she knew she was being designated as such. She represented that. And then when it came out, if you wanted to correct it, just issue a, a correction. Right. Oops. Oops. They weren't under 30. They were 45. For- all is <laughs> it forgiven. All the time. Right. It's not the crime. It's the cover up. <laughs> no, no. Shut this down. No. Bio, you biome. No. And no. Business Insider, this is your fault. Do not ever do another list again. No, you are business not Insider, qualified to make lists. Go out of business unless you want to hire me as your CEO. Then I'll consider it. Next up. Last item, Rachel. Yes. So um, I want to talk about Kim Kardashian. And I think as a general rule, we avoid the Kardashians we, I don't think on we've this ever, show. Except maybe in passing, I don't think we've ever mentioned a Kardashian because no, I never watched the show. It's, it's too much to take on. We can't keep up. We could there could be a, we could be the whole podcast about the Kardashians yeah. if we cared. But and somehow this has risen to the level of a nope. Yes, it was so mysterious, so out of character that like we had to get to the bottom of it. So <laughs> the issues shaking our world. Here. It's shaking the world of fast food. Fast food. Yes. So this week, Kim Kardashian went on a Twitter rant against the fast food chain Jack in the Box. Oh, do we have that here? I don't think we have it here. I think it's in the on the West Coast. Yeah, probably mostly. like, car, like uh, In and Out. Like sort of. Yeah, except like. like a- Poor man's in a poor and man's out. In and out. So she wrote, hey, Jack in the Box, I have a serious complaint, but I won't fully put you on blast. Check your corporate email inbox or send me a DM with direct person for my team to contact pronto. Okay, which is this a cheap shot Twitter. because you know you're going to torpedo Jack in the Box with all of your fans, but you're not saying why. You're totally. not giving people the information you're to judge for themselves. You're punching down with yes, 60.1 million followers to like Jack in the Box, right? <laughs> right. And it's, I'm sure it's like owned by franchisees and stuff. It's small family businesses that are getting hurt by this. Right. She's so, wielding her, she's her wielding fame her, like a weapon. <laughs> I know. With great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> it's like a Valerian Kim. sword. I know. Totally. So, Kim, like what could this have been? And so I went on Jack in the Box's website, and I don't know. They're currently offering two croissants for four dollars. That's a travesty. Maybe they only gave her one, or maybe somebody recognized her and maybe they charged her, her five dollars. I mean, I don't know. It's maybe so, they weren't flaky enough. That's what I was thinking. A non-flaky croissant is not a croissant at all. It's a brick. It could be all of those things, but then like some of those things were ruled out because she later tweeted. I would like to add that this is not about me or a wrong order. (laughs) Nobody recognized me, and it is something that I observed that affected other customers at this particular location that was concerning. Oh. Okay. Okay. So go on. So there was some like (laughs) logistical back and forth. Um, Jack in the Box tried to contact Kim Kardashian through DMs as she asked, but. Given that Kim kind of does not keep Kim her Kardashian. DMs open and Kim doesn't follow Jack in the Box on right, Twitter. And she probably has a phalanx of like 30 people want, working on her social media. Right. She's but they were unable to, to DM. But they were not even able to send the message because right. they don't follow each other. So they finally were able to come to a detente. <laughs> they met. It's like Nixon in China. It is. <laughs> <laughs> So eight hours. Except Nixon and Panda Express. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Why not? So after that initial tweet, she shared, thank you, Jack in the Box, for the quick response and handling the situation. And Jack in the Box responded saying, thanks, Kim, for talking with us today. We're taking actions to ensure that everyone has positive experiences when visiting Jack in the so Box. So do you think she maybe saw like another customer being mistreated in some way? 
it's possible. I mean, we will never know unless she tells us. And so I just feel like, Kim, you do not get to put someone on blast like this without disclosing what exactly happened. You can't happened. say I'm mad at you, but I'm not going to tell you why. In a public forum. In a public forum, right. Right? So this could have ranged from like a finger in the hamburger, <laughs> which like the public <laughs> has the right to know. To like a racially insensitive comment. To a racially insensitive comment, which is also terrible. Or like a napkin holder that was not like <laughs> perpendicular to the window. Like I know she's very design focused. So yes. maybe something was out of proportion. I wonder she, what Jack in the Box was doing to remedy it. If it was a design flaw, are they like like hiring like the Kanye, the Kanye to like re- redecorate all of Jack in the Boxes, renovate. Maybe they're going to start wearing Yeezy. Same the- food, new look. Yeah. <laughs> the packaging, maybe. We don't know. But I think Stephen Colbert had it right. He tweeted, hey, Jack in the Box, I just want to say, I know you're trying your best and I hope you're having a great day. Oh. Which is how I feel, too. Jack in the Box. Don't pick on Jack in the Box, no. Kim. Kim Kardashian. We've had your many, many size. reasons to say nope to you, but... This is the one that put us over the edge. No. No. You do not understand what power you wield. Use it wisely. Okay. That's the end of our nopes. Now we are up to our yups. These are the things that keep us going. And frankly, they're probably the things that keep you listening. These are the things that are a little ray of hope, a little beacon of light that got us through this terrible, terrible week. Rachel, you have a good one. Yeah. So um, last week I talked about HBO's Chernobyl. And this week I have another (laughs) show to give my yup to. And that is Dead to Me on Netflix. Oh, I haven't. I I know nothing about this. It's like the Chernobyl of interpersonal (laughs) relations. So it stars... Linda Cardellini, oh, who, from Freaks and Geeks. who forever, Lindsay Weir yes. from Freaks and Geeks, like a queen, and Christina Applegate, from who's amazing too, children. married with children. And don't mess with the B. Oh, really? In yeah, apartment, don't mess, in apartment 320. 3E? <laughs> right. I, don't, I don't know. No, I, I don't know. That, that might be completely wrong. Don't no, I thought that was Kristen Ritter. No, Kristen Ritter's from... Uh, Never Jessica mind. Jones. No, but she's also from Don't Mess okay, With Okay, well, B. then that was a terrible thing to say. Sorry, terrible. Christina Applegate. Okay, so Christina Applegate. Anyway, just don't pay any attention. <laughs> so th- they have a great chemistry, these two women. I'm not going to say too much about it. It's about two women in grief counseling that form a relationship, and it is full of surprises. One thing I will say nope about is they call it a tromedy. No, that's not a thing. There's a comedy. There's a dramedy. I didn't even I don't love even dramedy. like dramedy. No. Not a dramedy. No. But no, let's just end that before it really becomes Don't a let thing. it ruin your yup. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's just a, it's a really well-written show about the full tapestry of human <laughs> emotions. It's not a tromedy. Including trauma and drama <laughs> and, and, and comedy, yes, so, but not tromedy. So watch so it. So it gets your yup still. Okay. My yup, this is, might be a little controversial, but it goes to Robert Smith, who a lot of people have heard is the billionaire who was the uh, commencement uh, graduation speaker at Morehouse, historically back college. But not and, from The Cure. Not, not the one from The Cure, no, just the, the billionaire one. Uh, and at graduation, he announced, and this was unbeknownst to anybody, including like the president of the college, that he was going to pay off everyone's student loans um, in the class. It's pretty drop mic yeah, moment. Right. Like, the only way to manage your student loans before this was PeaceWise, a fantastic oh, startup PeaceWise company. Oh, PeaceWise from yeah. ERA. Madeline yeah. and Rashad have a great company going. Look it up. But um yeah, I mean, student loan burden is absolutely terrible, and it weighs on everybody, your social choices, your opportunities, your professional choices. And with the the wave of his billionaire wand, <laughs> wand he just made it all go away. There are, like like the tromedy, there are some downsides to this. Number like, one, like yes. no one asked like this guy how he made his billions, number one. Number two, this is for the class of 2019. What if you're the class of 2020? Or what if you... 
what if you graduated early because yeah, you wanted sc- to like you know not have student loans as that are that big that's and- right so those are some little nope asterisks but overall i'm going to give my yup if every billionaire went to their college and uh, forgave student loans it wouldn't make the problem go away but it would be a start or how about change our policies so that college is affordable for everybody and Shh. people don't have to take out two hundred thousand no, dollar loans just to go to college no it's, no, no let's just terrible. stick with our yup yup to robert yep smith. to robert smith okay thank you for all of you for listening for helping us get through this terrible terrible week um if you've enjoyed this podcast we have five stars on uh on itunes we do it's unbelievable after we're 78 episodes 79 episodes episodes. and like very few haters yeah so i mean keep it going give us give us all the stars ratings reviews subscribe you know when someone says do you have a podcast and i tell them yes and they're like oh where can i find it i'm like okay i just grab their phone grab their phone i subscribe and i say you're subscribed you'll get a push notification yes Make, make sure they're on okay There you go. This has been a terrible week. We've really enjoyed this podcast, though. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. This has been This Week in Nope. The podcast where we shut it down.